the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Good evening, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another edition of The Advocate. Uh, Tonight, we're going to be talking to Michael Canty, who is a candidate for the Ohio Legislature District 6. Uh, And, Mike, thank you for joining us tonight. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate uh, being here and and appreciate the the opportunity. Well, absolutely. Well, uh, you're you're running for office, uh, (laughs) and uh, you're not a stranger to running for office. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your your prior political uh, adventures. Sure. I'm not a stranger to running for office, but my life really has been in business. I was a mayor for uh, eight years, from January of 2000 to December of uh, 2007, so eight years, two terms. I didn't run again. I was council for two years prior to that. Um, but shy of that, I um, all my political dealings have been behind the scenes, um, working on the boards of organizations like COSI, the Council of Smaller Enterprises, and the National Small Business Association in Washington. Um, I sit on the governor's CSI Small Business Advisory Council reviewing regulations before they can become law on a cost-benefit basis or Tri-C for workforce development. So do a number of things like that over the years. But shy of being a mayor, um, my life has been in business for over 35 years since graduating uh, uh, from grad school in marketing and finance. Oh, very good. Where would you grab graduate from school? Uh, it was in Oregon, so I've been uh, all over the world. You know, when you're, in, you're all over the, the state, you're mm-hmm. all over the world, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to undergrad in a small school in central Illinois called Millican, uh, and grad school was out in Oregon in another small school, about uh, 2,500 students called Willamette University. Oh, uh, great course. school, um, good law school, good uh, business school, and uh, it was uh, fun and interesting to be out there. Well, uh, tell us um, about what you're doing between your mayor and coming back into government now. Well, it's um, after being mayor. You know, I'm a a businessman at heart. I love business. I've always loved business. And so, um, you know, I started in marketing and sales at the bottom after grad Mm -hmm. school. And after 10 years, uh, I rove to head of sales and marketing and then got an opportunity to do a turnaround operation in Mansfield, Ohio, um, and um, it had not that operation, that division had not made money in 33 years. And uh, the president came to me, and I was head of sales and marketing at the time. And for a matrix-style company, he said, "Look, um, uh, we need you to go and solve some problems." And so, see that division over there? It's now yours. Go make some money. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, and, in 12 in 12 months, we got it turned around. We were making money, and that set me on the pace of doing a lot of turnarounds and startups and taking subsidiaries to the next level, which, and mostly for smaller companies, companies under 500 employees. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, it teaches you a lot about workforce development needs, about um, what uh, creates jobs and what doesn't create jobs and what kind of work environment we need here in Ohio to do just that and uh, raise our our, uh, focus for attracting and retaining 
good-paying companies and good-paying jobs. Well, for years, uh, I, I know the job of Ohio has been to get jobs in Ohio kind of a thing. And uh, it sounds like that's great experience to find out what are the easy things and what are the difficult things in, in getting jobs going and getting, like you said, businesses to actually make money. Yeah. Uh, in, in the time you've had working with uh, businesses and watching what's going on, uh, what do you see Columbus doing and what should they be doing and, and, and what to like get into the mix, mix here? Well, let me answer the first, the second one first. Sure. Um, last June, um, I was approached by Jack Schron and a few other business types mm-hmm. who are very successful, and they knew I had been very successful in running and turning around businesses. And they said, "Look, uh, the current state rep, Marlene and Yelsky, who've done a fine job, but she's re- she is term limited. She can't run again. Mm-hmm. And we want someone down there who has a very strong business background, who understands." How to, uh, what kind of business environment we need to attract and retain jobs. So that's how I started thinking about this. And it took a couple months because I'm running a company with 120 people in the district. Um, and we took it from 25 to over 120 people, grew over 400% in both revenues and people uh, in this district. And everything we make, or we sell, by the way, we make here in Ohio. Um, everything. And then we export 35% of everything we make. So we don't export jobs. We don't import our products. They're made right here. And we're a big believer in that. So so then we, uh, as I thought through this, there are lots of things, given the um, behind-the-scenes political stuff I get involved with, um, is, you know, in a regulatory environment. Um, if we don't have a strong Um, positive regulatory environment that really accounts for cost-benefit. Costly regulations not only hurt our profitabilities, but it drives our employees and and drives companies to send their jobs overseas or to surrounding states where it's a much easier way of doing business. We were were rated uh, by CEO Magazine recently as 37th most business-friendly state in the nation. And you think of all that Ohio has to offer, we should be in the top five, not 37th. Costly regulations are one of it, which is why I was appointed by the governor six years ago on the uh, CSI Small Business Advisory Group. We reviewed over 12,000 business regulations and, more importantly, set a process. So every regulation being proposed today in the state of Ohio from the state government must go through a cost-benefit relationship and get all the, the stakeholders around it so that we end up with better regulations. And because of that process, there are 25% fewer regulations being proposed today annually than there were six years ago before this process started. Or you can take a look at workforce development. Everyone's complaining, and rightfully so, that they can't find qualified people to get jobs. They're out there. We just don't have enough proper training and training programs to bring them in. So I've worked with the junior colleges, Tri-C and Lakeland. I've even worked a little bit with Stark. I've worked with Hiram uh, uh, College, where I sat on the board of advisors, and Tri-C, where I sat on the board of directors, and a lot of the trade organizations to teach them what we need for today and tomorrow for workforce development, because unless we train our our troops and uh, and we can solve jobs, we can't attract and retain companies which pay good-paying jobs for our sons and daughters. 
You know, you mentioned uh, Ohio being 36th, I think, in the country. 37th, according 37th. to the CEO mag- magazine. Uh, how have we progressed, hopefully, since that original report? Have we made it up the list at all? That report was, ra- was rather recently, about a year old. Oh, and we're still but down. I, but I do believe the state has improved under the current administrations. I think the last few years we've kind of stagnated out a bit. But certainly when the current administration took over almost eight years ago now, there was an $8 billion deficit. They had some real issues they had to solve, um, at which they did. But, um, we, you know, I don't think we're progressing like we ought to, and we clearly need to be better than 37th. And, and remember, the CEO magazine is what companies look at when they want to expand into our state, when companies that are here want to expand what they're doing in our mm-hmm, state. Mm-hmm. And if we're ranked near the bottom they're not going to look at us very favorably. They're going to look at Tennessee or Kentucky or Indiana or South Carolina. And we want them here, not only for the the best interest of this state, but also to keep our sons and our daughters and our family members and our friends right here in Ohio, which is a great state to be in. Well, what, what are, beside regulations and making Ohio a more friendly place for business, what are some of the other things that... Uh, can be done from the state government level to make Ohio a more attractive place to come. I mean, I'm living here. I stayed. I think Ohio is a great place. <laughs> so do I. I'm here. Well, Been how do here we get for over 40 out? years. I think we need to um, take a look at our educational policies. The, the school funding policies just don't seem to be working well. Um, and how, how does that translate all the way down to people who are going to stay here and, and work work some of those jobs that need quality people. Yeah, unless we have very good education, mm-hmm. then we can't keep people here. And that's for the higher education as well. You know, I have a daughter, instead of going to Ohio State, she went to Clemson, right? Clemson's a great organ, a great uh, state to go to, and I love the football games. She's getting mm-hmm. a great education, but she could have done it in Ohio, uh, at Ohio State as well. Now, and we've got a great educational basis, but the cost of going to higher education is, is growing, and it's getting high, the cost of, of and how we deal with K through 8. So when I went to school uh, uh, in high school, as an example, years ago, we had trades. I knew I was going to school, and um, I took wood shop and metal shop. That doesn't exist anymore. It costs parents lots of money to go to band or to be in plays or to do that. We need to rethink that, to broaden that out. That'll help us keep kids in school in the inner city. That helps give us much better uh, educational background. And then we bring the trades up so we have people to work in our in our companies. Well, yeah, boy, that, that topic of just education is a big topic all of its own. Yes, it is. And uh, the, the idea of how it ties into not only uh, people who are capable of jobs, but how it's affected by other things. For example, we're going to take a break in a few moments, and when we come back, we'll talk about some of the other problems here in Ohio with drugs and so on and how that affects jobs. Yes. We're talking to Michael Canty. Um, Mike is a candidate for the Ohio Legislature District 6. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back again with Mike, and we'll uh, continue our discussion. So don't go away. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK. Advanced funeral planning is a good idea. Nick Phillips here for Bush Funeral and Crematory Services. When we were faced with the task of recording final wishes, we turned to the caring professionals at Bush. Thanks, Nick. Mark Bush here. We make it easy for you to get started. Download our Seniors Guide to Funeral Arrangements at bushcares.com or call 800 
252-8724 and ask to speak with a funeral planning specialist. Visit bushcares.com. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of the Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. How's your back? Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body, and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what is expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it is up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips & Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, Call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. And in this segment, we're talking to Ohio legislative candidate for District 6, Michael Canty. Mike, thank you again for joining us tonight. My pleasure. Um, District 6, okay, for those of us who are not into the numbers game and we're not running, where is District 6 and what's included? It's one of these um, long districts with 18 communities that starts in the north, uh, uh, Lynnhurst and Mayfield Village and Highland Heights, uh, comes down to Gates Mills, Hunting Valley, Chagrin, Chagrin uh, Township, Bentleyville, Solon, Glen Willow, comes over, includes mm-hmm. Valley View, Independence, Brexview, Broadview Heights, um, Seven Hills, Walton Hills, um, hopefully I didn't have Broadview Heights. I hope I didn't miss one. <laughs> well, I understand. It, it, uh, the term gerrymandering comes to mind uh, back from old <laughs> <Yes>. civics days. <laughs> but uh, 
uh, now you most candidates have to go out and meet the people by foot. Uh, have you been knocking on doors and walking around? You know the candidate the campaign's going well. I've knocked on uh, probably over five thousand doors mm. over the past uh, twelve weeks. We're making uh, phone calls. I'm on the radio. Um, Obviously, uh, I love doing these interviews, but I've got advertising on the radio. I've got pop-up ads. I've got, um, uh, we certainly have um, uh, mailers coming out of our campaign here. I was endorsed by the Ohio uh, uh, Republican Caucus in Columbus, and they are helping. So they send out um, uh, lots of um, uh, brochures and that kind of stuff as well. Mm -hmm, mm And uh, everything, I, I know there's a lot of issues on negative campaigning, but... Yeah, there, there are, and, and I, I want to give you a chance to talk about that. Yeah. The, you know, everything that comes out of my campaign, everything that comes out of OROC, uh, the Ohio Republican Party mm-hmm. down at Columbus, on my behalf, by my direction, is positive. It talks about me, it talks about my campaign, and why I think I should be down in Columbus helping to get the business community uh, much better and stronger than what it is at this point. There are PACs out there that I have absolutely no control of. Uh, I've got um, uh, PACs out there that are running ads and sending brochures and phone calls against me, and my opponent has a PAC out there that are running ads against him. So it kind of balances out, I guess, in the end. I'm quite certain that he doesn't control that pack, and I have absolutely nothing to do or can can control anything about the pack that I believe is based out of Washington, D.C., running uh, 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 ads and stuff against him. Well, uh, knowing your opponent and having him on last week, uh, both of you guys seem to have thick skin, so uh, <laughs> getting through it, and I, I guess that's part you of it. You almost have to anymore. I was going to say, politics has become so difficult uh, to to actually maintain a positive attitude as you go through it. And that's unfortunate because there, I know lots of people who have lots to give in the political world at all, whether you're running for a school board or a council seat or a mayor or whether you're running for the state legislature or governor, it doesn't make a difference. There's lots of people who I think could could contribute a great deal to our discourse and improve our state, but they simply won't run because of all this negative stuff and everything they have to go through. It's not just them. It's their family. My wife cringes when she sees a flyer come across our mails or a radio ad that that criticizes me, right? So, and I'm sure the same thing happens with my opponent and anyone else that has to go through it. And to a large extent, that's unfortunate. It's uh, such a sad commentary and a sign of the times that uh, politics has to be so harsh because I, I personally give credit to anyone who steps out, <laughs> takes a petition, and starts campaigning, and then they have to go through, if it's a big campaign, they have to actually go and ask people for money to help yeah, support the campaign. These are very difficult things to do. And uh, the the fact we always like to picture the oil painting showing the signing of the Declaration of Independence where you have all these varied political people who, who many times didn't get along very well, yeah. looking like at least they were doing something positive for the government. And uh, so let, let's hope that everyone focuses on uh, who the candidates are and, and what's actually out there and do Absolutely. their homework. But uh, going back to the district and mm-hmm. knocking on doors, what, what are you hearing from the people? 
Yeah, I'm hearing of an extremely positive response. They mm-hmm. like the idea that I'm not um, uh, running from one election to another, or that I've been spent my career in in the political world. They like the idea that it was a, had some that I was a former mayor. They like the idea that I've worked on those things that affect business through boards and commissions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like cozy, like the governor's appointments and things like that. But they like the idea that I've spent 35 plus years. Um, uh, developing jobs, um, creating uh, businesses, and and creating value for Ohio. Because in the end, unless we do that and we understand our sons and daughters go, and that is that detailed knowledge gives me a running start when I get to Columbus. When they talk about a business issue, I can know from experience whether it it will hit well or hit not. And uh, and that's very, very important. And we don't have enough of that in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Good people down there, not throwing stones to anyone, but far too many of them doing it because they need the job or they want the pension. And I don't need either. I've been very, very successful and very fortunate in my life. Um, and um, so I thank lots of people for that. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm going down, in my view, for the right reasons um, uh, at the right time in our history to help and improve our business climate in Columbus. Well, when when you do talk to the uh, the average people out there and they find out you're running for the legislature, do they seem to be in sync with the same issues like we're talking about earlier? That's jobs and education and those things. Or are they off onto some other topics that uh, we generally in the mainstream here have not been addressing? Any any surprise topics out there? Uh, no, mostly it's jobs and economic environment. Mm-hmm. But um, I do run into local controls of schools. I run into local control of communities. As a mayor, I understand home rule. I've dealt with it. I We need to move more of that control to the local mm-hmm. basis and really work on school formulations and, and that. Those are issues that come up. You know, certainly once in a while you get um, the um, you know, pro-life. I'm, I'm a Republican. I'm a Catholic. I'm pro-life. Uh, that's that's how my faith. It's always been that way. They ask about guns once in a while, especially when you see the school shootings, and it's an appropriate question. I support the Second Amendment, but I also have believe that if you have a property like I do, I don't allow guns on my property, my business. It gets emotional sometimes if you've got to dismiss someone. The last thing I want them to do is run to their locker or, the, or their car, pull out a gun, and blow someone mm-hmm, away. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten contentious once in a while. So do I want them in a council chamber? No. Do I want them in a, in a, uh, uh, a judge's chamber? No. There's a reason why you go through a screening when you walk to, in Congress to go to your senator's office or your uh, congressman's office. So there are certain limitations we do need in today's society, but I am very much in favor of the Second Amendment. Well, well, some of these uh, topics, some of these rights conflict so much with reality. Yes. And uh, I, I know that uh, Second Amendment are there, and we, we've heard it over and over again that, uh, well, you know, the, the good people have a right to guns. But that brings up the issue about what about those people who are not mentally stable. Yes. Uh, in all of these shooting cases, you have people with severe, I would hope to think severe rather than calculated, lucid, good thinking. <laughs> when they go out and kill somebody, they're having some type of emotional problem. Uh, at the legislative level, is there anything that you think you'd like to see 
that would address uh, making uh, Ohio and the schools and businesses and the shopping malls a little less dangerous and yet at the same time protecting Second Amendment rights, which almost seem to contradict each other. They do. Uh, And it's a tricky situation because you don't want to restrict the rights of the vast majority because of the few, but you got to figure out how to deal with it. And I don't have an answer to it yet. Um, you know, there's, it gets into the definition of what is mentally ill. Um, uh, is someone coming from Vietnam who's handled a gun, um, or not Vietnam, that shows my age. Uh, uh, from <laughs> oh, the, you don't look that old. <laughs> uh, thank you. From the Middle East uh, with PTSD, is that a lifelong condition or not? If someone saw a psychologist when they were in high school, does that carry with them for the rest of their life? Mm-hmm. Or are they truly mentally ill? Those are very sticky issues, and with the HIPAA laws and all that, uh, they've got to be weighed carefully. But protection of the rights of individuals is guaranteed in the Constitution, whether it's freedom of speech, whether it's um, the right to uh, carry and bear arms. They need to be protected. And also the private medical rights, the HIPAA rights of individuals yes. who may be mentally ill. Absolutely. Well, that's going to be on the table down there in Columbus. So, yes. Uh, Mike Canty, uh, candidate for the District 6 Ohio Legislature, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you very much, and it was a real pleasure, and I'll come back anytime you'd like. Well, very good. We'll be talking to you later. We're going to take a short break. We're thanking Michael Canty for being with us tonight, and we'll be back after these words with more of The Advocate. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. How's your back? Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. Fifty cards, fifty questions. Hello, Mark Bush for just a conversation with you. Learn more about your loved ones by having the talk of a lifetime at your next family gathering. 
The deck of cards is offered free by Bush Funeral and Crematory Services. Request a deck of cards at bushcares.com backslash cards. 50 cards, 50 questions that will help you learn more about your loved ones. At Bush, we help families share memories. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Welcome back. Cleveland, Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. In the next two segments, we're going to be talking about the uh, political parties here in Ohio and somewhat how they're organized and some of the uh, positions that are available around the state of Ohio for people who are either Republicans or Democrats. And with us tonight, we have a longtime Republican person who I've known for many years, Lucy Sticken. Lu- Lucy, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. And uh, you're going to be our, our teacher tonight, our educator on what's going on with these these political parties. Um, you're, you've been with the Republican Party for, for many years. Tell us about some of the uh, the jobs you've had, some of the interesting jobs. Well, um, as far as my po- uh, political uh, experiences, oh, um, mm. I was—I uh, guess I've always been in- involved in the Republican Party. Um, my my parents were uh, very uh, very uh, loyal Republicans, and mm-hmm. we grew up in a in a home where Election Day was uh, a holiday. Uh, you know, we all gathered around the television, and uh, you know, my mom would make a pot of coffee and red, white, and, uh, red, white, and blue sprinkles on our cookies, and. I think my brothers were in it for the cookies, but I oh, there you go. understood it was some some spe- kind of a special day mm-hmm. because my parents, um, you know, would be glued in front of the television set, and and in those days it took a long a long time for the uh, results to get in, so we were there for a while. So, but, you, um, so you started being sensitive to politics uh, as a child. As it really yes, yeah. and uh, always interested, and um, and I you know I kind of I look back now and go gee how did I take this direction, but. Um, I uh, I had the great fortune uh, to know and to work for uh, our beloved uh, United States Senator George Bornovich. Uh, I admired him so, and I was uh, active in the party at that time. I was a volunteer, ran some campaigns, and uh, spent a lot of time at headquarters downtown, uh, you know, helping with campaigns and answering the phone and so forth. And he... Uh, we got to talking one day, and he said he needed somebody to fill in for a gal on maternity leave, and I ended up staying for 16 years. Oh my! With the two senators, so it was kind of like that Gilligan's Island three-hour tour. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. For 16 years, but a it was six, a pleasure. 16-year tour. Well, well, you worked with both uh, Senator Voinovich and also with uh, Senator Portman's office. Yes. And and that that had to give you a uh, a unique insight into how our government works and, and specifically how the Senate works. Uh, what, what are some it, of the... Yeah. Yeah, tell us it about is, that. But about. You, know, you know what else it gave me? A real insight into what our constituents wanted and needed. 
So it was, it, was, it was both ways. I saw how we could help them and how government worked, but I also um, had a sense of what they, they really needed from us as well. Mm-hmm. Now, we had uh, so many um, seniors who uh, would call and say they'd have to choose between food and medicine and what did they do. And um, we'd have veterans who uh, couldn't get into the VA or had medical needs and no one was addressing them. We had so many different people that would not only come to our door in the federal building, but would call us on the phone. And um, I'm proud to say that uh, in both of those offices, um, they held constituent services uh, in very high regard. Well, well let, me, let me ask you this. I know many people think that you really can't get anything from the government. Uh, I don't uh, like service uh, or get people to respond. And many times I think people assume that the representatives uh, are, are way beyond them and will never listen to what they have to say. What's been your experience with uh, actually constituents, comments, and uh, and questions actually being answered and handled seriously by, by these political uh, uh, elected winners, uh, like the senators, Senator Boynevich mm-hmm. and Senator Portman? Well, I, I, of course, can only answer for myself in the offices that I worked for. But I have to tell you, I was so impressed um, uh, that both of the senators that I had, had worked for um, felt that this was their number one service to the people who elected them. Naturally, you know, I always used to, when I would train the interns, I would outstretch my hand and say, this is the area, these are our people, and I'd have one, uh, one hand out to the left and one hand out to the right. And I used to say, you know, it's awfully hard to serve all these people in this spectrum, but we're going to do our best to do that. And hopefully, you know, we'll do a lot more than we thought we could. We always try. And, you know, if we didn't have the answer, we didn't give up. We would take the next step to say, okay, maybe we can't help you, but here's where you have to go. Or let me call somebody I know and see if we can go a little further. Uh, I have to tell you, I've been retired um, for about a year now, and I still get calls from people (laughs) who say, this is funny, last night I got a call from somebody who said that uh, school, um, uh, eighth grade class had uh, a tour in uh, Washington and something went went wrong and they had about two hours in Washington and didn't know how to fill it and could I help them to see if maybe one of the senators or somebody could uh, entertain them during that time. And I'll tell you the truth, sure I could help. So, you know, that's, these are my friends. And I picked up the phone and I called, and I won't tell you which office it was, but I called one of the offices and uh, because they're all good, and I don't want to – I mm-hmm. love them all. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure what you're sharing with us is uh, what quite uh, typically happens in all of these offices. That, I, uh, I would hope so, but I knew it yeah. happened in ours because, you know, you really never go off the clock. And even though I'm still – I mean, technically not working for the Senate – I'm still associated with them and with government, and yeah, so it's yeah. my honor at, to assist. I called uh, an aide from, uh, for one of our uh, senators, and uh, he was happy to help us. And um, that eighth grade class will be visiting with uh, one of our senators during that uh, little period of time uh, that they thought they would just be sitting there and waiting for the next uh, event on the uh, on the tour. So, you know, it seems like a little thing, but it isn't. Um, you know, it uh, means so much to the principal, to the children, and and uh, that's customer service. When constituents exactly when doing. constituents call in because there's some statute or some law pending before the Senate, 
uh, and uh, people call in and they, they do have an opinion. Do, do those opinions make it uh, to the senators? Absolutely. Um, we would not only tally, and those tallies went, depended on you know how we were running our office at the time, but at least, at the very least, every week, every week, we would make a tally sheet, mm-hmm. and that would be sent to our Washington office uh, that Friday or Monday, however we were running it. And as far as uh, constituents who wanted a response, very, very, very happy to make sure that I took their name and their address for their email and made sure that they got a personal response from either senator. Uh, that's, I mean, that's the least we can do for them. And I, I will be honest, many times somebody would say, you know, I've got some paperwork or I've got uh, you know, something I'd really like to share with the senator. I was happy to make appointments with um, uh, individuals or uh, groups, uh, you know, who had some serious concerns. Uh, our office was open. I have to say both offices that I work for, Senator Bornovich and Senator Portman, were very, very open to having constituents stop by. We, we liked appointments, naturally. But, uh, you know, to have come, make an appointment, and let us know what uh, what was important to you, what, what you needed. And uh, I, I will say, even though I'm retired, I know that that uh, Portman's office, for sure, still continues to do so. So you didn't have to have a lobbyist to bring you into the seat of senator. You know, just, uh, we'll just do yeah. this. Well, that's where I hope people listening will not feel intimidated or in any way reluctant uh, if they feel strongly about something to reach out to their elected officials and talk to them. Uh, and I would imagine that the officials themselves would appreciate hearing candidly from people at the grassroots level. I always, I thought that was the best part of my job, to be honest with you. Yeah. That was the part I thought I could help the most. Um, that's what we're here for. We're here to serve. You know, we're elected by the people to do what they need to have done. Uh, sometimes it's impossible to please everybody, uh, but you do the best you can, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you elect somebody because you feel that even though they may not do everything you want, uh, that they will do the best job they can for all of their constituents. And if you don't like something or you don't agree with them, by all means, write a letter. Uh, you know, get get a group together to come in and meet them, and that's certainly your right. And um, I think that we want to hear from you. Well, good. Well, that, that's sort of like the cherry on, on the cake, I guess, the winning the election, having the position, and staffing an office. But uh, right now, uh, we're going to take a short break. We're going to be back. We're talking to Lucy Sticken, uh, and she is a candidate for the State Republican Central Committee. We're going to talk about the the political party structure here in Ohio and, and her experience in it. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back after these words. We'll be back again to talk to Lucy Sticken. This is Nick Phillips here on WHK. The Advocate, don't go away. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body, and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what is expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it is up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips & Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips & Millie at 440-243-2800. 
Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. How's your back? Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. Hello. Mark Bush for GreaterThanHeroin.com. Our nation, our state, our county, and our local communities are in the midst of this crisis. It saddens us at Bush. We see firsthand the final outcome impacting families when overdose deaths occur. GreaterThanHeroin.com is a resource for everyone. Join us in our efforts. Email feedback at GreaterThanHeroin.com to help us defeat this crisis. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with our final segment of The Advocate for tonight. Uh, tonight we're talking to Lucy Sticken, who's a longtime uh, worker with the Republican Party here in Ohio and Cuyahoga County and also worked with uh, Senators Voinovich and Portland and just shared some insights with us as to how those offices work on behalf of their constituents. But, uh, Lucy, let me thank you and welcome you again uh, to be on the show. Very excited to be here. <laughs> well, good having you here. And, of course, we've known each other for many years. Uh, I don't even know how many, but a lot. <laughs> so, but it's uh, good that you're getting involved at the state level. You're uh, actually a candidate for the state central committee, which is interesting because I think many, many people don't realize that both the Democrats and the Republicans are organized pretty much the same way, and they have their local parties, the county parties, the state parties, and there are different functions that people can serve. And um, you have been a, a member of the county central committee for some time, I believe. Uh, can you tell us, just in you know, sort of like basic uh, politics 101, what 
what is the structure like? What is a central committee uh, of a political party at the county level? And then tell us about what's the state central committee. All right, I'll be happy to. Uh, presently, uh, I serve as co-chairman of, or co-chairwoman of the Republican Party of Cuyahoga County. Um, I've um, also served as, uh, on the political, more of a political side, uh, one of the three county chairs for Donald Trump uh, during his race for president. Uh, I've been inducted into the Republican Party's Hall of Fame, and I'm past chair and a current member of Scanning Policy. Policy is our governing governing um, committee of the party. And I'm, yeah, as you said, I'm also a member of the Central and Executive Committee of the Republican Party now, who, in Cuyahoga who makes, County. Who makes up the, the Central se- Committee make, is an elected ahead. position. How is that? How is one elected to the uh, Central Committee? Um, we're elected locally. It's in my in my particular case. It's my ward in Highland Heights, and I um, I will be on that ballot. And uh, after I run, and the only people that will see that is when they go to vote. And I am there uh, for my particular ward. Each ward will have their own, and only Republicans will be able to that will be able to vote for me. That is an elected position, and I receive a certificate from the Board of Elections saying that I'm duly elected. Your executive committee, uh, that that comes at a price, and you pay for admission to the executive committee. And each branch, uh, central and executive, have different duties. You both get cards to vote um, at our meetings. Uh, you're privileged to come to events, uh, so on and so forth. So, you know, there, there, there are different kinds of membership, different types. Uh, you, of course, have more people on the executive than you have central. Uh, because executive committee uh, is is uh, it's a greater group of people, but although when you when you when you figure that each of our cities have are broken down into into wards and precincts and so forth, we've got a lot of people on central committee as well. So um, it might even be equal. I'm not quite sure. So mm-hmm. um, bottom line is uh, that's our structure. Well, before we move on, a question about. Yeah. Uh, what the duties are of someone who is an elected central committee member or precinct committeeman or, or woman, uh, besides serving on the central committee, uh, do they have any local responsibilities in their precinct? Well, for the local level, when you're on the central committee, this is not the state, but when you're a, a local central committee person, uh, I'm actually also on, I'm on central, but I'm also a ward leader. So uh, for when you have a ward leader, say, for example, there's a ward leader for my area in Highland Heights, I make sure that I keep those uh, central committee uh, central committee places filled, okay? So somebody could move, somebody could pass, somebody could just resign or retire. I have to make sure that that position is filled as ward leader. And basically what we all do in either in that position or as ward leader, uh, our job is to make sure that we elect good Republicans, and uh, that we, uh, when we have uh, um, issues on the ballot, that we explain it to our constituents and we make sure they understand, you know, how to vote, what everything means, and make sure they do vote. And also when there's, uh, I remember during the Trump campaign, uh, we had debate parties. So we made sure we reached out, we reach out to our, our members and make sure they stay involved, they know where, and also a lot of people don't know where to vote. We make sure our people know where to vote, especially when polling places have have um, you know have moved, moved our polling places, and we reach out to our uh, our people to make sure um, that we have enough 
people covering our polling places. You know, we always need volunteers. The Board of Elections needs people to cover those places. And we need Democrats and Republicans. We need an equal representation there. So, well, that's right. These both, uh, both of these organizations, the Republicans and Democrats, they parallel in their organization and structure, don't they? Right. And, of course, I've done this on the local level for years, and I've been very pleased with it. Um, and uh, it just uh, so happened that I had an opportunity. A couple of people had come to me and said to me, you know, I think the next step would be maybe to run at the state level for you, Lucy. And right, I said, no, good. What is the state <laughs> level? Explo- yeah, but now that I've re- retired from the Senate, I have a little more time. And um, the, the state central committee is the governing body of the Ohio Republican Party. And the committee manages all of the affairs of the Ohio Republican Party, or as we call it, the ORP, including day-to-day operations, fundraising, supporting candidates, and allocating party resources. Also, um, we elect um, the officers of the ORP, including Ohio Supreme Court uh, justices. So it's really very important. We recommend, we endorse, you know, they endorse. We endorse uh, on the, the county level but they also endorse uh, on the state level. Sometimes it's the same, sometimes it isn't, but um, we endorse. <laughs> now, 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 with regard to the state committee, um, uh, how many meetings do they have? How, how much time do you need to spend in Columbus? Um, actually, not as much as you would think. Uh, the districts are based on the state Senate district, so Ohio has 33 state Senate districts, uh, and... Um, we're elected for every two uh, for a two-year term, and um, meetings are held. Eh, it's it, it's really determined by party rules. Um, I I've heard uh, it, it's as little as four or five, and there can be more. It just right, depends right. on how many times what issues come up and what they need us for. There's a, a gender there's a gender thing involved with the state central committee with with men and women. Yes. How, how does that work? And we we have a couple minutes, and and I want to talk about your uh, your meeting of Donald Trump before we go. So oh, okay. Just, just very briefly. Well, I will just tell you this: briefly. that there is a committee man and a committee woman for each state senate district. We don't run together. Uh, we usually all know each other and like each other, but we run separately. So in my position, there will be a gentleman that's running uh, running for. The state central for 24, uh, the, the committee man's position, and I'm running for the committee woman's position. Oh, so you have a man and you have a, a woman. A man and a woman. Well, before we run out of time, and I know you and I have talked about this before, uh, I don't think we've had a controversial president as controversial as Donald Trump. And you've had the chance to meet and talk with Donald Trump. And uh, if, if you could just share with us your impressions, you know, cutting through whatever the media is saying, pro or con or whatever. How, how do you rate Donald Trump? I loved him. <laughs> of course, I served as his chairwoman. Was he a nice guy? <laughs> oh, I thought he was so nice. I, you know, I, I have to tell you, he walked into, I'd met him twice. Uh, the first time I met him was at the IAC Center, and there was a huge rally going on. And there were literally, literally excuse me, thousands of people waiting for him, and you could hear them chanting outside. And a few of us, especially the people who were, um, you know, helping him in his campaign, uh, were privileged uh, to meet him in uh, a room uh, in the back of the IX Center. And there were just a few of us. And he walked in, and honestly, first of all, I thought he was much better looking. 
oh. in person than he is on TV. He's really quite handsome, very tall, and uh, I, I was impressed. And, um, you know, uh, friendly. He just came in and started to talk to us as if he, we'd known him 100 years. Uh, very nice, uh, knew where we were, knew the history of the IX Center, um, knew some of us by name. I was, I was surprised. Somebody had, you know, obviously uh, done a really good job of letting him know who was coming in. Wow. Uh, and, and, but you know what? I like that he cared enough to know who we were, too. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. We're, we're sort of out of time. Not sort of. We are out of time. But uh, Lucy Sticken. I, I to say, I thought he was very, very gracious. Well, that's what I... I wanted to know from someone who I've known who's actually had contact and sort of cut through all the media and uh, let us know what you think. Well, anyway, Lucy Sticken, thank you so much, and good luck in your election. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. You're quite welcome, and thank you for listening tonight. We'll be back next week, same time, same station. So between now and then, have a great week. Good night. And I sat and watched the Zanzibar sunset Sat and drank my fresh mint tea Nothing to do until morning And only my mind for company The preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. She's taken care of you all your life. And now it's time for you to return the favor. We're giving one lucky winner $3,000 cash to spend giving mom the treatment she deserves. A trip to the spa, a shopping spree, or even the help of a professional housekeeper. Mom's choice. Visit whkradio.com for more details on how to treat your favorite mom to the ultimate Mother's Day in our Time for Mom sweepstakes. This is Hugh Hewitt for Town Hall Review. If you're like me, you want more than just facts. You want insight from people you trust. People like Dennis Prager, Michael Bedved, Larry Elder, Mike Gallagher, and of course me, your host each week on the Town Hall Review, a weekly roundup of the news. Tune in each week and visit our website at townhallreview.com. That's townhallreview.com. Saturday at 5 a.m. and Sunday at 4 p.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. Message and data rates may apply. Warning. Texting while driving is illegal just about everywhere. So if you want to take advantage of a life-changing LASIK offer, pull over when you can. Because a special opportunity is just one text away. The LASIK Vision Institute is offering absolutely free evaluations and dramatically low prices on high-quality LASIK. Text the keyword VALUE to 350-350 to get the benefit of FDA-approved LASIK technology that gives the majority of patients 20-20 vision for a fraction of what others charge. Text to schedule your free appointment to see if LASIK is right for you. When you text VALUE to 350-350, you'll also get an extra 20% discount off our already low-cost services. We've already performed over a million procedures. Today, it's your turn. Discover how you can get the quality LASIK experience you've always wanted for a fraction of what others charge. This great offer is just a text away. Text VALUE to 350-350. That's V-A-L-U-E to 350-350. Been wondering how you can make a difference with your cell phone? Check out Patriot Mobile, America's only conservative cell phone company. Patriot was founded in 2014 by conservatives looking to take on companies that are directly funding liberal causes. Yes, it's really happening. Patriot Mobile was built on conservative principles like the Constitution, smaller government, and free markets and trade. 
They'll donate up to 5% of each bill to conservative causes. You see, you can make a difference with your cell phone. And as a consumer, how does this sound? With Patriot Mobile, you get the same great nationwide service as Big Mobile. Transparent pricing, competitive plans, easy switching, discounts for active military, veterans, and first responders. Patriot Mobile. Make the conservative choice today. They're easy to find. All you need to know is their address. PatriotMobile.com. That's PatriotMobile.com. Patriot Mobile, the only cell phone company built on conservative principles. There are two radio stations in this city that aren't like any others. One gives you the real news and issues and honest analysis from some of the best talkers in America. The other gives you music and entertainment that's safe for the whole family. Something you and your kids can actually listen to together. Oh yeah, we're different, all right. For real news and information, turn to AM 1420, The Answer. And for entertainment, safe for the whole family, turn to 95.5, The Fish. Because different is good. This is AM 1420, The Answer. WHK, Cleveland, a service of Salem Media Group. The NASDAQ at Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.